Welcome to Talk Employment to Me by KLC, the pod where common sense meets useful advice. Another week and another episode. I'm your host, Stephanie Berry, together with Chris Sacco and Jared Sacco. Join us for new episodes every Friday at 3 p.m. So sit back, listen, and let's get started. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Another Friday, another pod. Welcome, Chris. Welcome. Happy 3 o'clock Friday. How good is this? I know. I I must admit, I do look forward to this time every week because it means the weekends are around the corner. We're just almost there. I probably shouldn't say that out loud to you, should I? No. To my boss, it's probably that's probably not a great career move. Maybe we should. Well, no, I think I just put it back to you, so it's okay. It's more than fine. <laughs> On this, uh, actually, not so bad Friday for Melbourne for the middle of the winter. It's not horrible. Could be worse. Horrible. I would like to talk about benefits, or are there benefits to a casual or contract role? So I suppose maybe a good place to start is what are casual and contract roles. I think that they come with sometimes, and I was gonna say negative connotations, but I think sometimes maybe they're viewed less favorably, if I could say the word, by people. So I thought it'd be interesting to delve into that. But I think first we need to kind of cover off what are the different, what is a casual role and what is a contract role? So Chris, do you want to, I know you know all of this, you're an old hand, but explain what a casual role actually is. Well, a casual role is, it can be really exciting, as you said, but a casual role is a, um, a short, really short-term role. It might be backfilling for uh, somebody who's gone on two weeks' leave, three weeks' leave. It could be for a special project that just requires uh, something short-term. Um, it's paid by the hour, so as needs be, and it's not necessarily regular. It could be absolutely irregular. It's casual. Um, if you think about your casual retail role, it's a rostered on, rostered off. It's as required as a casual role for, for all intents and purposes. I think it's every engagement is a separate engagement and there's no guarantee of ongoing or ongoing or guaranteed work, basically. That's so right. you could it, get one, you could get a hundred, but you don't know and no, nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You also get a loading. Well, in Australia, you get a loading as a casual. So you normally get 25% um, loading in your hourly rate. That's because you don't get things like annual leave or sick leave. Um, so that's that's another, I suppose, benefit that you are paid at a higher rate, but you don't, if you're sick and you can't work, then you're sick and you can't work. You do not get paid. So that's you a- also get- you also get on top of that 25% loading if you're working on weekends or night shifts or you get more, you get yep. more again. Okay. And then a contract, um, from my understanding, and there's been some changes in Australia recently around contracts or fixed term contracts, I should say, and what's appropriate. But for me, an appropriate use of a fixed term contract would be someone that might be coming into backfill, someone that's gone on say nine months or of maternity leave. And so you are employed permanently. So you get all of the perks of a permanent employee. You accrue annual leave, you accrue sick leave, but you, and you get the protections of a permanent employee, but you are only contracted for a specific period of time. So it's either, like I said, a backfill for a maternity role, or it could be for a specific project that's funded for a six month period. Is that 
your understand increase? 100%. Pass the test. Okay. So those are very different to your uh, typical permanent um, employment or typical permanent employment, ongoing permanent employment. That could be either full-time or part-time where you are employed basically indefinitely till you decide or the employer decides to terminate the relationship. You have um, agreed, guaranteed hours each week ongoing or each fortnight, depending how you pay. Um, so these are very different in in the in the kind of makeup of what they are. But I suppose, why do you think that sometimes fixed term contracts, contracts or um, casual roles are viewed less favourable? Well, I think, especially now, there is a bit of a cycle with these roles, Steph. Um, but right now, with our interest rates going up and cost of living going up, um, contract roles probably right now are less favourable because there's no guarantee of the income coming in and these are going to be the low-hanging fruit that might disappear. So um, everyone's feeling the pinch a little bit more. So these are the roles that may be, can be, a little bit more disposable um, in the marketplace. So they are quite... Um, they are quite fluid, you know, they, they be here one day, gone the next. So um, right now people are scared to make that move into casual roles because they also have a mortgage and they need that guarantee coming through. You know, they need to know what's happening. They're a breadwinner and they need that continuity. That's, I think, right now why that is not favourable. In different times, it's absolutely amazing because when there's plenty of jobs out there, well, there, sorry, there are plenty of jobs out there right now, so you can pick and choose, but it's still the assurity of interest rates going up. Our unemployment rate is low, is what I meant to say. When our unemployment rate is high, we've got more flexibility around that. Yeah. I also think, and you made reference to this before, Chris, and probably this was done with no conscience whatsoever, but you, when you talked about casuals, you talked about like retail work or hospitality work. And I think sometimes when we think of casuals, we think of those, what we would classify as those typically lower skilled industries or industries where you, you, you do that as a casual when you're studying or you're at school or it's your first job. And that's not always the case, but I do think that that's part of that, I suppose, why people why there's why they're viewed less favorably because sometimes they're not always if you're a casual in a certain role sometimes they're not always viewed as um, skilled skilled labor um, which again as i said not true i think that's come through you know the way that society kind of views casual employment i personally um again depends on your individual circumstances as you said chris there are absolute benefits for why you would want permanently in work why you would look for a permanent role you know it gives you security all of those things but I also think on the flip side I've seen um, I've seen situations where casual or contract roles have actually really benefited that particular employee and I think those are the stories I wanted to talk about all the scenarios that I wanted to talk about specifically today because I do think that sometimes people overlook these as opportunities I, I, straight off the bat, I can think of one which was newly qualified social worker who, and this granted this was a couple of years ago, the market was probably a little bit different, but still, like any graduate, it's really hard in a lot of industries to get your foot in the door and to get that first opportunity because if you 
have graduated with a degree where you have not done an internship or you haven't had to do placements, you have no practical experience. Even if you have graduated and you have done placements for an internship, you have some practical experience that might give you a leg up on other graduates, but you still don't have, you know, true workforce experience. So we had a, a social worker who actually was was really clearing the environment that they wanted to get into as a social worker um, and I remember we actually sat down with them and had a conversation and they actually went in to one of our big clients and worked casually on the reception desk meeting and greeting um, you know staff from other um, spaces that were coming in um, a lot of social workers or caseworkers who were coming in with with children who were under their you know who were their clients they did that for a couple of weeks and while they were there they would just drop in in conversation to people that oh I've actually just graduated with a degree in social work oh I'm actually really looking to get into the field and so they very quickly built a really good level of rapport with senior people within the organization and I don't think it was too long before they actually were offered the opportunity to apply for a social work role and were successful so that was I again that was where for me that's one very specific example i understand but one specific example of where you can use a casual role to your benefit if you know where you want to go sometimes the path of getting there is not always click up sometimes you've got to think outside the square and you know jump across a few a few ponds to get to where you want to get to and that candidate did that really really well can I give a per personal experience? I was wondering when we started this, you know, can I think back to a time where I wasn't a permanent somewhere and there was one period of my life where I was a casual. Um, and that was when, that was when I actually changed from HR management into recruitment. And um, I actually, when I finished my career as a HR manager, I decided I was never, ever, ever gonna work again, ever. And that lasted for about yeah. three months. Three yep. months? Got That's bored. long for you, to be fair. I was expecting oh. to say three minutes. So I'm impressed. Well, well I did have my first child at that time, so I just had oh, that break okay. for that period. Well, all right. So I was, and I relocated from Sydney to Melbourne, so I was a little bit busy. But then when I did, <laughs> okay. when I had settled, I got really bored. And that doesn't surprise anyone, but I thought, I want to go back to work. Um, and what is it that I want to do? Um, I, I didn't want to do HR management again because I did have a young child and I had relocated and um, and it was I just didn't need the intenseness that a HR management role would give me. So I thought I'm going to go back and do something really easy. So I got a job, my very first job in a recruitment company, and I did tally sales um, and tally sales and. I just re relocated from Sydney to Melbourne, so I knew the Sydney patch really well. Um, this organisation had their whole Sydney team walk out and they needed someone to make appointments for their salespeople to go in. Well, I said yes to that role. How hard can it be? I negotiated a really good hourly rate, as you can do yep. with experience in a space, and I didn't, I didn't get paid um, annual leave, but that's okay. This is just my casual job. Yep. Just trying to see whether I want to get back to work. Mm -hmm. um, and I did this role for about six weeks and I then resigned. And I went, this has been perfect for me. I actually now want a career in recruitment yep. and I'm not going to work with somebody else like this and I'm going to get back into sales. And it gave me the thirst I needed again yeah. and the passion to be employed. So mm -hmm. for me, it was a teaser. Yep. Um, I never worked in recruitment before, but I had some skills in that area, mm -hmm. clearly. Um, 
And so it was the best casual job I ever had. It opened my eyes. I think, you know, I've talked before in another podcast about it's not a coincidence that kids grow up to want to be like their parents because that's the only role models I have. You know, I want to be like my dad because he works in an office. I want to wear a suit every day. Or I want to be a fireman or I want to be a baker or I want to be... Because they're the professions that you know. Mm -hmm. But until you can look outside of what you know, Mm. you don't know what's out there. So a casual role is perfect for that. Yeah, And it was for me. And you touched on something there, which, again, I feel like I've seen too with with people that have come across our journey at KLC, but also when we, we recruit a lot of casual roles for our clients, you know, because there is a need for a casual role for a period of time or if there's a backlog of work and we do often see a lot of um, return to work parents who left their role when they when they had their child and weren't sure what the future held for them weren't sure if they wanted to go back weren't sure you know if it was if it was second baby how they were going to juggle from one to two and all of those things that you have to think of and just wanted the flexibility and working casually allowed them to do that so you know we've had many return to work parents who want to can work three days a week school hours and casual roles a lot of the time will allow you to do that and I think also the benefit too with a lot of casual roles is go in your job you go home there is not an expectation for you to be available or it's I mean and I I mean I feel like that depending on what scenario and where you're at in your life is also a really good thing you need to I mean probably there's something to unpack in that about how other uh, permanent staff are, the expectation on permanent staff that's a whole nother conversation but I know um, yeah and you know we've had people work for us in the past who their health hasn't allowed them their, their health and their personal circumstances have not allowed them to say I can commit to five days a week I can commit to four days a week they can commit to the fact that they want to be with us and they want to work and they want to get the work done but sometimes their health doesn't allow it so um all personal circumstances don't allow it so if you're in a role i think casually where you've got the flexibility that you don't feel like you're letting anyone down if you wake up that morning and it's not a good day or you have to be called somewhere else because that is again as i said the benefit of a casual role each engagement is a separate engagement so it does give you a lot more flexibility now as i said we've talked about the trade-off of that but i do think there's certain scenarios where casual roles can absolutely benefit you i really think i I really really think if you're looking for like you said chris a career change or you're looking to just dip your toe into a different industry a different role if you've got limited experience and you're looking to kind of jump in to your first opportunity i i think that casual roles are a great a great way to get into the market or to get into that industry because because they don't have the certainty sometimes they are viewed less favorably by people and so you may have a better opportunity of actually succeeding in a casual role and and securing a casual role Mm -hmm. i mean i agree it's interesting because we've had I think also don't don't cut off your nose and spite your face because you don't know where a casual role could lead. That's the other thing. And we see that all the time. Um, it is probably actually more often than not, if we place a casual on site with a client, it's more it's more often than not that the client doesn't take them over onto their books uh, as a permanent staff member. Um, rather- That's just because they find quality stuff. <laughs> obviously um obviously but again because that's true at that point if you've been there for eight weeks ten weeks 
20 weeks, they've invested in you. And if you're a good fit, and if you were, maybe you were backfilling a role where, while they went through a recruitment process, maybe they found no one, maybe they tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, we actually think you're really great. Why don't you throw your hat in the ring? And at that point, you might be able to say to them, oh, well, I haven't because it's advertised as a full-time role and I am really, I really can only commit to three, maybe four days a week. And they say, well, you're a known commodity to us now, so you know what? We can actually make three days a week work. That's the stuff yeah. that you don't get the opportunity, that you don't get the opportunity to have that conversation or that bargaining power if you're not a known commodity. If you've been sitting in the chair as a casual and you're a known commodity, I think you then, and you're, sorry, you're a good known commodity. I should just let me clarify. You're a good known commodity. You've become an asset to business. So straight up, absolutely, you have a little bit more power to negotiate Um, and far easier as employers, Chris, I think you and I could say far easier if you've got the right person sitting in the seat, far easier to keep them than have to retrain, re-onboard, you know, re-get the fit right in terms of culture with the rest of the team. If this person already fits and they already work, then I think most employers where they can will try and make that work if there is a permanent opportunity mm-hmm. to kind of flip that round. So. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, Chris. Absolutely. There are there are downsides to being a casual, but I think it's also a, it should be viewed as a great stepping stone for other opportunities within an organisation. Yeah, I think, you know, if you back yourself, yeah. um, then casual's great. You know, as you say, new opportunity. It's great to meet new people. It's great to have new experiences work out the sort of organisation you want to be in, it's okay to be jumping. But on your resume, explain that. You know, you're a professional, casual filler. Don't be embarrassed about that while you're trying to find the perfect. And you can try before you buy. You as the employee can try that organisation and that role before you buy into the long term. And if it all goes belly up and it's SH1T, then you walk away because each engagement was a separate engagement and you know that wasn't the industry for you. You know, you never want to work for Chris Sacco again because that was horrendous. <laughs> That's there must be another Chris Sacco out there, not me. Obviously, obviously, it's not you. You're Christine Sacco. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Now I'm in trouble. Now you're in trouble. <laughs> we were having fun enough until this. Point. I know. Now I really am in trouble. Chris, we only have a couple yeah. more till Jared's back. Watch out. He's not going to know what's hit him. He will not have no idea. <laughs> I can't wait. Will he get I a word in? For the last Will he get a word in? That's the real question. He'll have stories. And how many doodles will he do? How many drawings will he do? Oh, <laughs> not sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll watch his face, watch shall we? Face. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. You've been a pleasure. Chris, you've been a pleasure. And we will see you next Friday at 3 p.m. on Talk Employment to Me by KLC. See ya. Thanks for listening to Talk Employment to Me by KLC. Remember, the advice shared on the Talk Employment to Me podcast is general advice only. For specific advice, reach out to Stephanie, Chris and Jared or the whole KLC team. That's all for this episode. See you next Friday.